This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. Depression. Anger. PTSD. Suicide. Who am I? What do I do now? Hey guys, welcome back to the Veritable Veteran Podcast. I'm your host, Evan. So today I wanted to talk about the the problem with leaving the camaraderie of the military. I posted some stuff on social media asking for feedback regarding people's transition struggles and I think so far the, the two biggest answers, the two most common answers are one, losing the sense of identity and sense of purpose that comes from being in the military. And two, uh, right at about the same number is the losing the camaraderie and the brotherhood of being in the military and working with like-minded people. And I really started thinking about that this week and, uh, I just, Kind of, it's not an epiphany and it's nothing that nobody, it's, it's nothing that people haven't said before, but it was really kind of impacted me in the way that I thought about it. When you're in the military, you're around people and it sounds weird. It sounds new agey and kind of hippie and whatever, but you're around people with a certain amount of, uh, and I'm, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and use the word that I'm thinking because I know it sounds weird, but you're around people with a certain vibration, a certain level of existence, okay? And everybody feeds off of each other, okay? So if you're, and we'll just use the word again, if your vibrations are kind of low and all the other people around you, their vibrations are higher, they're going to draw your vibrations up. They're going to draw your levels up. So we join the military and we get into this, uh, this group of people where the levels of, I hate saying vibration. It sounds so trippy and new agey. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another word to use. Just the, the level they live at and the level they operate at is just as high. And, you know, everybody's not everybody and not all the time, not everybody, everybody's not motivated all the time. But in general, the level of motivation in the military is much higher than in the civilian world. That's I mean, you can't uh, there may be some civilian jobs, but again, overall, there, there may be some civilian jobs where the, the level of operation and the level of motivation is really high. Uh, but overall, in general, the military, the levels of motivation and work ethic are way higher in the military than in other sectors of the world in general. So we join that and our, our, our lifestyle, our output of life, you know, really just it matches the level of those around us. And we do that for several years. And it's not like, it's different than a civilian job because you live in it. You don't just go to work, 
you're there for, you know, eight hours and then you go home and then you do it again the next day and then you do it again, you know, four or five days a week, whatever it is. Sometimes you got overtime, things like that. In the military, especially if you're not married, you live it. So, I mean, you wake up with these people, you eat with these people, you sleep with these people, not in the same bed generally, but, you know, what happens in the barracks stays in the barracks. Anyway, you sleep around these people, you work around these people, you train with these people, you deploy with these people. So you have all of this immersive experience of just constantly being around these motivated people that all have one goal in mind. And you're going to have those outliers that, that don't feel that way. But in general, they all have one goal in mind. They have one mission, and they're all focused on achieving that. And then you have, and like I've said before, bad experiences uh, create, I mean, they create the best, the best stories. And they also create the strongest friendships. People that have shared traumatic experiences or people that have shared hardship are some of the best friends and have some of the strongest relationships of anyone. And it's a relationship that other people cannot understand or relate to if they're not a part of it. If they didn't experience that trauma or that hardship or whatever, they won't understand it and they can't understand it. It's nothing against them. They just, they can't. And so you've got those experiences that are shared between this group of people and this group of people. Yes. Some of it will change as in like people will come and go. But generally, it stays, uh, it stays pretty consistent. There's usually, there's, there's, there's usually, uh, some consistency in the people that are there. <clears throat> and the motivation stays the same. So it's like, even if the leadership changes, like, yes, the mood and the, the, the environment can change, but your mission doesn't. And the people, the type of people you're surrounded by doesn't change. That type doesn't change. And you're in this with these highly motivated people for several years, sometimes, you know, two years, four years. Usually it's about four years. Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 30. Just depends on how long you're there. And then you've got shared hardship that you go through with these people and with these types of people and people that they may not have gone through the same exact event you did, but they've been through the same type of hardship that you're, that you've been through. So they understand it and they get it and they can relate to you. I mean, hundred percent. So then you realize I don't want to do this anymore because I'm tired or, you know, my family, I, I need to be with my family more like me. It was my family that I needed to just be more present with. And I just had a really hard time leaving my family to go deploy and train and everything else. And I, I, it was time for me to get out. God made that clear to me and my wife. It was time for us to leave the military. So you'd make that decision for whatever reason and you leave. You have left all of that. There's other things too, but 
you've left those highly motivated people. You've left that environment of, again, I'm going to say it, high vibrations. You've left all those people that can relate to your shared hardships, your shared trauma, your shared experiences. All those people you can relate to. And you're basically throwing yourself into a group of people that don't understand, that are not highly motivated in general. There are highly motivated civilians out there, some of them more so than the military. What I'm saying is the environment is completely different. So guys that are getting out of the military, girls that are getting out of the military need to realize. Imagine you know, you're know you like a giant battery, right? And you're out in a place in the desert like 29 Palms and you're on a mountaintop. And you're just getting charged you're a solar charged battery and you are getting charged at a ridiculous rate i mean all the time you're just fully charged all the time okay you may not feel like it what listen to the the i'm not saying like energy wise or motivation wise i'm just saying your battery is like always charged okay so then you decide to get out and you leave the military and it's like taking that solar charged battery and going down into a valley where there's lots of tall trees. So the sun will still get to you once in a while. The sun can still you know, find you once in a while. And, and you're going to go through a honeymoon phase where your battery stays charged because, you know, if it's a healthy battery, it, you know, it stays, it, it will hold a charge for a while, right? Even if it's solar power, it'll still hold a charge. But eventually it's going to start to lose that charge and you're not in the sun anymore. You are sometimes, but not nearly as much as you were before. So that battery is going to start getting lower and lower and lower and lower until it's having a hard time maintaining a charge at all. I think this is when veterans will start looking for that false dopamine hit or an artificial dopamine hit through substance abuse or, you know, alcohol, drugs, toxic behavior, high risk behavior, stuff like that to try and get that, that hit of dopamine that they used to have to get their battery back to where it was. Cause I mean, think about the environment you were living in. You wake up at four o'clock in the morning and you go on a 10 mile run. Like, yeah, you're miserable, but you look around and everybody else is doing the same thing. You got guys out there inspecting vehicles. You got people over there working on aircraft. You got aircraft flying overhead doing training missions. You got guys out in the field. You got guys coming back from the field. You got guys at the armory. You got people doing preventative maintenance on vehicles. I mean, just everything is go, 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 go. Readiness all the time. Constantly training or, and, and you've got training lined up every day. <clears throat> Depending on what your job is, you've either got training or maintenance or, something going on every day, right? So you're just, you're in this high speed, highly motivated, high vibration environment all the time. And then you, again, you go into that valley and it's not there. <clears throat> and not only are you out of that environment, you're away from your friends that you made, you're away from any kind of security that you had, and 
you're going to feel that regardless. I mean, it, you're going to feel that loss of that, just that dopamine that you were getting from being in that environment, just existing in that environment for so long and adapting to it and your body just became used to it. It's like your body becomes, it's like a drug. You take a drug for so long, your body becomes immune to it and you need more and more and more. So your body's been running at this level for so long and then you leave, it's like, I got to get back to that. So that's when veterans will start trying to substitute other things for that dopamine like alcohol, drugs, high-risk behavior, and other toxic coping mechanisms and then they start to realize that it's not working and they can't get it back. And they start really struggling with why am I feeling this way? How can I get better? And is this ever going to end? And they start thinking maybe this is just never going to end and I'm, I'm, I'm stuck like this forever. And I think it's at that point that veterans start to question whether or not they want to live anymore. And on top of, you know, veterans getting to that point that veterans that don't have a PTSD diagnosis, you know, they they all deal with the same emotions of leaving that high level environment. And then you got guys that have PTSD and they're dealing with flashbacks. They're dealing with the inability to sleep. They're dealing with these traumatic memories. They're dealing with all the trauma that's associated with. PTSD on top of that and you know that's again not that people that have PTSD have a higher rate of suicide because they, they, they actually really don't um, but I really think that's what people are missing is they're they're missing the fact that their bodies are still trying to adjust from leaving the military and leaving that high motivation, that high vibration environment where they had that dopamine hit, those dopamine hits coming daily just from the environment you exist in. I mean, I remember just, just living on base was such a I don't know, like I, I was just looking back on it and there was just such a like an interesting I don't even know how to describe it, aura, vibe, whatever you want to call it, where it was just, it was very different than living out in town or, you know, after I've gotten out living, you know, off base and, you know, living in a, in a small town it is so different than, you know, living on base and being on base every day. And I think it's just everyone being motivated by the same goal the same having the same mindset and it's like your body needs that and then we we try and replace it with artificial dopamine hits like again like i said substance abuse you know high-risk behavior things like that and veterans are always they're seeking that high that they got that they got that they didn't even realize they were getting and i think that's one of the biggest problems they didn't even realize it was there until it's gone and then they realize it and they're like wait what what's going on like, i don't understand like 
I didn't really even like the military necessarily all that much, but why am I missing it all of a sudden? Like, you're not missing the waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and going on a 10-mile run. You're not missing the, you know, the days you had to stay at work for, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours. You're not missing the deployments where you had to be away from your family. You're missing the environment. You're missing the dopamine you received from being a part of that. And a lot of veterans seek out that dopamine in in negative ways. We have to find ways to find that dopamine and to get our bodies used to a lower level of dopamine because chances are you're not going to get into a job that ever gives you that kind of dopamine hit ever again. I'm a police officer and I still don't have it. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm around motivated people, but it's not the same. And I know people working in an office space or working as a delivery driver or working in the retail space, whatever it is, you're not going to find that. And that's okay, but you have to understand that and know that that struggle is going to exist. So we have to find ways to give ourselves real dopamine. Going out into the wild, into the, into the, the outdoors, just somewhere into the wilderness for a hike, going on a run, going fishing, finding something that brings you joy. And then continuing to do that and allowing yourself to feel the frustration, but realize the reason you're feeling it and be able to tie that back to, okay, I'm feeling this because I used to get this from just being in the military and being on base and being around these people and feeding off of everybody else's vibrations and feeding off of everybody else's energy. I feel so weird saying that, but I really seriously 100% believe this is, this is true and it needs to be said as weird as it sounds, you can call it whatever you want. That's just the word I'm using is, you know, vibrations and energy because we feed off of each other. And when we lose that, there's just a vacuum inside of us that has to be filled. And we try to fill it with junk and it doesn't work. And then that junk leads into other stuff, which leads us down these paths of toxic behavior and, you know, bad patterns and bad decisions and then we, we start wondering if life is even worth living. And then, you know, we want to get that one last dopamine hit. And the decision to kill yourself is a, a huge adrenaline rush. Because you're like, I'm going to do it. And I, I, I believe that veterans would rather die on that last high that adrenaline rush of making that final decision going out on their own terms, I feel that, that they would rather die on that high than live in that valley. And I think, honestly believe that that's what's, that's what's killing most veterans. But there are ways to get that dopamine and to get that satisfaction out of life. But we have to understand why we're feeling this way. And then we start working on, okay, how can we get feeling better and then actually doing it and admitting that you're struggling with it, not just sitting there saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm totally good. Yeah. No, you're not like sometimes you are. Yes. And maybe you are, but you all know 
when you're not. And yet we're all sitting there telling each other, no, we're, I'm fine. I'm good. Stop lying to each other. Hold each other accountable. If your friend's lying to you, call them out. You'd call them out when you're in the military. They're falling out of a run. You're like, let's go, fat ass. And they're like, oh, I'm fine. Like, no, you're not. You're falling back. Let's go. Like, quit being weak. <laughs> but it doesn't have to necessarily be in a demeaning tone. But you you know your buddies, right? People know you and you know people. And you're like, hey, you're not doing good. I'm fine. Mm, are you, though? Like, if they're going to commit to that story of they're fine, make them commit to it. Because you're pressuring them and you're like, I want to know if you're actually fine or if you're just saying that to get me to leave you alone. But you need to care for that person more than you care about possibly making them upset by asking them a couple extra questions or sounding awkward or the the uncomfortableness of confronting somebody. You need to care about that person's well-being more than you worry about your own your own feelings about it. So all that to say, I I feel there's a lot running around in my head right now, and I'm trying to get it out in a coherent, understandable message. But I think every veteran needs to to talk about that and realize that's why they're feeling this way. And that's normal. It's It's like quitting smoking cold turkey. It's super hard. Because your body's used to it. It's like quitting anything cold turkey. It's hard because your body is used to receiving that and adapting to that. And then all of a sudden you take that away and it's like, wait, why am I, you know, but if, if you're a smoker and you've ever done that or you've tried to quit anything, you, you know why you're feeling that way because you took away something. There's no difference. If you're a veteran and you're feeling that way, it's because you've removed something from your life. You've removed all of those, that high energy, those high vibrations, that high level of motivation. And you've taken away all those people from your life and your battery is being drained. And you've got to find ways to be able to recharge that battery in a positive way. So I just hope and pray this finds the right person because I feel like God gave me that to just revealed that to me this week. And I love you guys. And I know some of you guys are really going through it. Some of you guys already have. Um, If you're listening to this and you haven't gotten out of the military, I'm not telling you that getting out of the military is a bad decision. And I'm not telling you that every veteran is a victim. And you need to be terrified and your life's going to suck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to let you know what's going to happen before it does. It's like if I'm going to get punched in the face, I want someone to tell me before they do it. I'd really rather not get sucker punched, right? Like that. If, if I know it's coming, I know it's going to hurt, but at least I know it's coming and I can prepare accordingly. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do is prepare everybody. Those that have been out for a little while, those that have gotten out recently or those that are about to get out is just understand that you're probably going to go through this and it's natural. They're all, it's all chemicals in your brain and it's all your reaction to your environment. And it's, it's natural. And we don't need to be afraid of that. 
but we have to be willing to talk about it and confront it and understand it. It's the same thing as understanding your enemies. You don't want to fight an enemy you don't know because you don't you don't know them. You don't know what they're capable of. If you know them, knowing your enemies half the battle. We know that. We get taught that, you know, all throughout our career in the military. So I'm going to wrap it up. I feel like I've got thoughts flowing in my head and I've got, you know, diarrhea of the mouth. It feels like maybe not. I hope this comes out uh, coherent and uh, just understandable. But uh, I'm really enjoying listening to you guys, uh, your comments on the videos. And, and I've gotten a couple of comments and messages from people regarding my podcast. And it's really, really encouraging to hear people telling me that it, it's helping and I hope and pray that it does help and uh, we'll keep we'll keep pushing if you guys want anything or need anything you want to hear anything or if you need anything send me a message or shoot me an email the veritable veteran gmail.com and again on Instagram and Facebook at the veritable veteran so all right I'll talk to you guys later love you guys hey guys quick reminder if you enjoyed the episode today don't forget to like and subscribe also Go to whatever platform you listen to these podcasts on and leave a review. That's the best way to help us out. Uh, it gets a lot more traffic to us. So again, if you liked it, like, subscribe, and uh, leave a review. All right. Love you guys.